Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Welcome back, everybody. It's Wednesday or Thursday, whenever you're listening. It's no other pod. And we are with a Jimmy-less podcast. Jimmy uh, decided he needed to go to Ireland, so I replaced him. I upgraded my Jimmy, so to speak. Uh, Still an Everton fan, much like Jimmy. Uh, But uh, half of the soccer cooligans, Christian Polanco. What's going on, man? Dude, uh, everything's good. Thank you so much for having me on. It's it's an honor to... Uh, step in the shoes of uh, Jimmy himself. <laughs> well, I'm really happy you you decided to do this, man. This is a uh, it's fun time. We've been doing this for a couple of years, and we we have not had a single guest on here, dude. Let alone a guest host. So it's pretty badass. Okay. That's saying a lot. I I remember when you started, uh, and I would uh, I would listen to get like the the inside scoop of what's happening in with Sporting Kansas City, and and now I feel like. Uh, you you guys are like uh, a voice in in the the soccer communities in in Kansas City. It's kind of cool. Yeah, man, it's kind of been moving in the in the right direction. Like, you know, you you probably knew when you got started, people start tweeting at you and everything, and you're like, whoa, people are listening yeah. to us. That's exactly. crazy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, as soon as people start saying mean things about uh, you know to you about things you say on a show, you're like, oh, look, I mean, they hate me, but they're listening. That's kind of nice. That's true. I was like, all right, I shouldn't eat enchiladas on the broadcast. That makes sense. <laughs> okay. That was Constru- a... Constructive criticism. That's good. Yeah, that was a thing. <laughs> <laughs> so shit, man, I got to ask you, uh, your, your New York City FC, they got a pretty good win this weekend, and our sporting did not. Did you watch? Right. Uh, did you watch some sporting? I de- yes, I did. I watched both. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I'm, you know, I don't know what to tell you sporting Kansas city. I thought, you know, champions league. And then in the first uh, couple games of the season, I'm like, all right, well, I guess, uh, just give them the MLS cup right now because they're clearly doing what they're, they're clearly in, in mid to end of season form. Uh, but I don't know. And obviously what the injuries, which I'm sure we'll get to, but, uh, it's totally uh, obvious at a rough time, rough time. Yeah, but I mean, like you said, man, uh, mentioning Champions League right at the beginning of the season, I mean, coming out and spanking Toluca like that, I know Toluca was kind of in a bad way, but like it's still a it's still a Mexican team. I mean, you don't just come in and, and spank them if you're American, you know what I mean? That's right. I mean, if they're into spanking, you give them, you give them a good little spanking. That's what There you go. <laughs> there you go. Hey, we, we got that explicit tag on here, so we can talk about spankings, man. <laughs> sure. Uh, I, I, look, I, after um, uh, th- that, that beginning of the season, you know, I mean, uh, Sporting Kansas City was the last team left in, in, uh, in the final four of the Champions League. So, you, uh, right, final four or final, yeah, final four. Uh, so, yeah. the, ho- the hope would be, uh, you know, you, I, when it's Champions League, I, you know, I'm, I'm rooting for the MLS teams that are left. You, we saw it uh, last year. Uh, with with uh, Toronto, but the you know I, when you see the the I guess the the way uh, Peter Vermees is 
brain works and and how he was trying to get all the players uh you know he spoke didn't he speak to the union the players union so that he could get the players training earlier so he could prepare and more time to prepare prepare for champions league yeah so you don't really picture uh, a, a peter Vermees side having this kind of struggle even even whatever say yeah they have a couple injuries here and there uh which are they have been pretty tragic but even with that you would think that they they wouldn't be having games where they're giving up four three four goals every uh, you know consistently so I, I, all i would say about the dc united game is that at least they only gave up one so that's 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 the, the definition of progress for sporting kansas city right now yeah, man. And I, I've kind of been on, I've kind of been on Tim Melia's ass a little bit this year, like saying he's not really the Melia we've seen, but I know you're only as good as your, your back four in front of you. Um, but his, you know, his goals against was just looking really bad. But DC United game, I feel like we really saw the, the Tim Melia we, we came to know and love. You know what I mean? The brick wall back there. Yeah, he was, uh, incredible. I mean, the, uh, even the, the, the goal was, I mean, he got a hand on it. It was probably, you know, honestly, because of the, the rain, you would think that, that might have had enough, uh, 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 that might have helped the ball actually go in. It might have just slipped off of his fingers. I feel like if, the, if it's not raining, that ball probably doesn't go in, even though it was a spectacular shot from, uh, Paul Arillo. That, that was an incredible goal. Yeah. Not many keepers are going to even touch that ball. So it was, uh, it sucks we couldn't get out of there with the draw, but uh, we're going we're gonna to break that game down a little bit here in a minute. But I'll tell you, this is the time, folks, where we usually talk about the iTunes ratings and reviews. Um, we have not gotten one in a couple of weeks, so we're still sitting at 114. Um, I don't know what to tell you guys. If you have yet to do that, go give us a rating. Go go say some weird shit. It doesn't matter. We uh, We read them all on the air, so... Give us, give us something good. Five stars are are very much appreciated. So that's right. Do that. Um, Support no other pod. Uh, I mean, you'd be crazy not to. So anybody listening, if you're listening to this for the first time, because you heard Christian Polanco of the Cooligans is going to be on the show. Christian Polanco of the Cooligans says also leave a review of no other pod on iTunes and help them climb the rankings. That's one hell of an endorsement right there. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Well, shit, man. I tell you, those were not favorable conditions in D.C. I mean, in a rainy game, it's really anyone's game. And you saw people kind of slipping all over the field. Um, Kind of a, I mean, D.C.'s, they're they're stacked. I mean, they're powerful. The last, you know, a couple of years ago, they were not this team. But Wayne Rooney and and, uh, Acosta, they've really kind of turned this team around. And they got Birnbaum and Areola coming in there to do do work. And it's just been... uh, they're they're on the uprise. I mean, they're tied for first in the East, for God's sakes. I mean, as a as a New York City supporter, you you guys are probably looking to try to take them out. But it's uh, I don't think that our backups played terrible against these guys. I mean, I felt. Did, did you see Graham Smith have a couple headers on goal? Our our like third string center back. Yeah, it was uh, exciting to see, right? You know, it's not something you sort of uh, expect. It, I, I would say that the biggest concern. Uh, I had in that particular game uh, for SKC was how many, um, one, how many corners uh, DC United had. I mean, the game just felt like they were just, they were just constantly defending. And then not only did they have a lot of corners, but how many great chances, how many times did uh, Birnbaum or uh, Frederick Briant get on the ball and get 
fairly open headers with nobody really marking them. So that's usually the first thing. Um, it's set pieces, right? Is always like the, that's the thing where you see uh, when there's a player that is new, when the, when this are uh, are when the, that chemistry is not exactly there yet. You see it on set pieces, and I think that's the kind of the biggest difference. When uh, if you have to, you know, if you you're constantly panicking. Um, or during those set pieces, it's going to affect like the whole game, and it's going to affect you offensively because maybe the the sense of trust from your midfielders to your defensive midfielders, and then the rest of the back line is not really there. Oh hell yeah, hundred percent, man! And when you got Rooney behind those set pieces, yeah, the dude, dude can put the ball <laughs> anywhere he wants. And it's yeah. uh, you know, you mentioned corner kicks; they had ten. We had three. Like that's terrible. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, th- 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 those are those stats that stand out when, uh, like in in basketball, like when one team, like the score was, uh, you know, fairly close, but then you see one team had like forty two free throws compared to six, and you're like, oh, okay, well, we see what was happening <laughs> uh, in that game. Oh that, yeah, it just it just seemed like uh, it's weird because N- NYCFC played uh, uh, them what two weeks ago, three weeks ago. And, uh, and maybe this is just, uh, you know, it, it's tough to compare um, and, or figure out exactly where SKC is right now because of the issues with the roster. But there is, uh, or maybe NYCFC is just better than I had even presumed, but they really held it down. They really, like, as far as um, DC United, they, they didn't really have that many chances. They, uh, the, the strength seems for NYCFC is, like, just hold on to the ball and be good on the ball, better, more than the other team. They won't even touch the ball, uh, and they won't uh, create that many opportunities. But it was uh, for DC, they, they did not have that issue with Sporting Kansas City. So they were, they were on, uh, on form. Yeah, absolutely, man. And I tell you, you know, we haven't won a game since March. I mean, and that's, that's weird to say. And, I, you know, every team in MLS – goes through that kind of slump. And we keep saying, um, as KC supporters, we're like, hey, look at Seattle, okay? They were struggling, and what they do? They went to back-to-back MLS Cups and won one. So, like, if we're still struggling in August, then then let's let's worry about it. You know what I mean? But I think right now, you get these guys back from injury. I mean, who thought Beasler made a huge difference in central defense? Like, one guy? Yeah, dude, he, he made all the difference back there. He's huge. He's huge. And just like, you know, the, the, a lot of these guys can seem uh, unassuming, right? I um, like, so I was, I was in um, last year in Dallas, um, right before the playoffs when Sporting Kansas City played against uh, FC Dallas. Yeah. And I, and Matt Beasley has been on our show, but I, uh, so I went up to him and I said, cause he, he only called in. So I said like, Hey, I'm Christian. I'm from the Cooligans. And uh, you, you, I just shook his hand and he was, He's a pretty solid dude, right? He's not gigantic or anything, but a lot of these guys, I, he reminds me also of like Chad Marshall, of like these these dad bods of MLS. That's sort of how I <laughs> categorize them. And he, he's like, again, unassuming, but it, it, it's like there's, there's this clear presence and strength in, in their old man muscles and bones. Uh, and I know they're not, <laughs> I'm, and I'm, you know, they're old, old, but they're MLS old or veterans, right? Uh, yeah, and and but Beasler is yeah, just a, 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 a force in, in in he would be a force in, on any backline, but the dude just it, it's sometimes it's more than uh, you know I also think about like Roman Torres. Roman Torres is kind of 
a big dude, solid dude. I think he's like, yeah, I, think, mm -hmm. I believe he's the heaviest player in MLS right now, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, when you see him, uh, he, he is, he's looking too slow. Like he's just like, he's too big. He's too, <laughs> he's making mistakes. He's, right. he, he doesn't have the, 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 the mental game that, that Chad Marshall does, even though Chad Marshall can, he might be like 10 pounds lighter than, than Roman Torres or whatever. So that's what Matt Beasler offers. And, and clearly uh, he is a leader on the team. And without him there, there's a, a, yeah, there's a big problem, right? And Sporting Kansas City also, uh, their bench, were, they only had four players on the bench, which is absurd. Yeah, man. <laughs> so things are bad. <laughs> it's It's been uh, gradually, our subs have been gradually going down. We had six one game and then the next game we had five and now we had four so everyone's like next week it's three right it just <laughs> it just makes sense i mean you have swole park rangers call up a couple a couple of the kids just at least get, get well, they, seats to watch the game <laughs> they said you can't do that they said there's a minimum of players you have to have injured before you're allowed to dive into your usl squad and i guess we haven't met that minimum yet oh my god well, this is bad. How many? Like, how many does it need to be? I feel like it's gonna... right. I, I guess a whole a whole squad because we have ten injuries. And all we're missing is a goalkeeper. God damn it, Tim! Don't you dare. <laughs> you better. Yeah, would stay away from the power tools, Tim. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> so. Well, it's uh, it you know talking about back to Beasler a little bit. The dude's passing is outrageous. Like before he got went out, he was he was going from left uh, left side of the field crossing it all the way down to Johnny Russell down the line. Like I was like, this dude, I, I can't even, I can't even pass it 20 yards. All right. Without <laughs> yeah. hurting my hips. <laughs> yeah. I mean, most, most center backs uh, don't have that kind of uh, vision uh, for the game. I mean, like, you know, there's, we know the job, right? It's like, don't let the ball go in, in your net. Uh, and, and uh, you know, take, take the back passes when there's too much pressure from, from uh you know uh, on, on your like le uh, uh, on your fullbacks but uh now Beasler, you know i mean it it's uh, the center backs are one of these are, are the, it's the type of position that when it's only when they're not there that you realize what value they have to to the team because when you think of uh if you were going to build a team and you were like if, if i told you Kuzer, Pick uh, your your top eleven players. You would not even think to pick a center back first. That wouldn't even cross your mind. But some teams are actually built that way, where if the if that center back piece is not right and it and it, it doesn't have that chemistry with everyone else, then the whole system won't work. Right, and that you know that helps with Vermees, uh, you know, being a defender himself back in the day. So I think he really knows the he knows the value behind that, and. Uh, Kind of, kind of transition to this here. Last week we recorded before, you know, imagine that shit happens after you record. Before right. Benny Fellhaber came back to Kansas City, what's your thoughts on that, man? I, I saw all the all the videos of uh, of his of his welcome. He he ran through the gauntlet and all the players clapped him on the back, which uh, always seems violent. Yeah, it's not fun. but <laughs> you're gonna do that before. Um, but I, yeah, I'm. You know what? More than anything, I'm just happy he's out of Colorado, right? I just feel bad for the guy. He was in LAFC, where it was just a, a rock star yeah. Hollywood club. They're doing great, and he got sent to Colorado. And I actually, I heard his interview. Uh, he was on Total Soccer Show talking to Taylor Rockwell, and 
he he sounded a little uh, dejected. He sounded like, you know, you know, he has to say the, oh, well, we're excited. You know, I'm excited about what's going on in Colorado. They're going to make a lot of changes. But then obviously we all say, see, nothing's changing at all. It's, uh, it's only getting worse. And uh, so I, I think it's, uh, uh, he, 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 it sounded like he was in a place where uh, LAFC uh, or, and, and MLS, where he was just in one of those positions where like, I'm not really in control of my future right now. And LAFC doesn't, it doesn't sound like they really want to keep me and, or they can't keep me because of salary rules and all this other stuff. But I'm happy. I'm happy that he's happy. He's a good player and he should be playing on a good team. And he still very much has a lot to offer. So I'm happy that he's back uh, with you guys. Yeah. I'm pumped, man. He, uh, he was my favorite player when he was here. Um, I just love, I love, I love him out on the field. I mean, he's not afraid to, you know, talk back to the other players a little bit, um, really kind of, you know, yell at his own teammates, you know, kind of a leader out there. And it was kind of funny. You guys, you guys also need, you also, you need people, you know, (laughs) I mean, it's it's great that it's Benny Fellhaber, but you also just need enough players. Yeah. It's it's nice that they're making a a couple signings. Well, it's nice. You know, he knows the system already, so you don't gotta, that's why he stepped right in there in DC. And I thought he did a pretty favorable job on Sunday, but uh, I'll tell you what was kind of interesting is in, in his like, entrance interview or whatever he was talking about you know you know kind of moving around i mean this is the soccer lifestyle and and his kids and everything like that and uh he said his house in kansas city just recently sold he's like this is kind of odd timing because i could have just taken my house off the market and moved back in (laughs) uh he said he did reach out to diego rubio and see if he can buy his house (laughs) oh nice okay yeah (laughs) so uh yeah just a, a little house swap uh, yeah, amongst the MLS players, just just Airbnb in it over there, I guess. I don't know, um, Maybe, but it's interesting. The uh, uh, you know we always hit some questions here on on the podcast. We fan questions. We we put a tweet out there and people respond. And I'll tell you, Tim said, should KC have pursued a more attacking minded option over Benny? I mean, glad he's back with KC, but offense has been looking flat. I don't I don't disagree That's with a- him. I don't disagree either, but I also feel like, um, look, obviously, uh, Harrison Fernandez getting hurt is devastating, but Dan O'Shallowy should be better. I, I, I get frustrated watching him uh, play. He's a young kid, uh, and he's had he's had those moments, but look, they played a 4-3-3, and uh, so Christian Nemeth, Dan O'Shallowy, and, and Johnny Russell up front. Honestly, I would take those three over, uh, you know, several other teams in MLS, and, and especially with the kind of track record that they have. So it, it's it's a little surprising, um, but but I would I would say no. I, I I don't. My mind wouldn't go there if if you want to kind of put a band aid right now. I would say, uh, you know, a, a defensive mid or uh, somebody that can just uh, c- can back up Beesler. I mean, that's. That that's where my mind goes because when I think of offense, I'm I'm usually happy with what I see Sporting Kansas City do, and and then so, so for long term, I no that's not where my mind would go first, but that's just my opinion, and I'm not in Kansas City, and I'm not a Sporting Kansas City fan, but that's that's my thought on it. Yeah, it makes sense, man. I mean, Namath is Namath was so hot at the beginning of the season. Johnny Russell does Johnny Russell things, and uh, you can really kind of tell when Johnny is hungry. And when he's not like the last few games, Johnny's been kind of 
I don't want to say slow, but like he hasn't been himself. He hasn't really been, he hasn't had that, uh, uh, thirst for goal like we've seen in the past. And, uh, I don't know. I'm looking forward to seeing him get back to that, that way. Yeah. I like seeing him, uh, cut through, you know, a defender or two, uh, from time to time. Yeah. He, he, his one-on-ones, uh, he's not getting on like the, you know, when, when the MLS Twitter account posts those, um, like uh techers of the week or whatever mm-hmm. johnny russell was always on those all the time man. he's not really uh doing that as, as much as he was in the past i don't know if people have just like kind of figured him out uh, or whatever but he needs to get back to you know cutting dudes up from time to time yeah we hit on this a little bit last week i mean he, the dude has one move i mean he'll try to take on two defenders and then try to split them and he hasn't done that for many many games it was badass <laughs> when he did but uh you know people <laughs> People catch on. I mean, if you only if you only throw heat in a baseball game, I mean, people are going to start hitting you. So I don't know what to yeah. tell you. It's like it, it, even with um, like I, I would. He reminds me of um, Ilsenio, uh at Philadelphia Union, who's a fairly older guy, um, uh, you know, but Brazilian, and it, it, I think he's he's also like kind of uh, he, he's not the slimmest of people, but he finds a way to just maneuver out of pressure. Uh, and that, and that's sort of like, I think what, where Johnny Russell needs to get to, where he's like, he, it's not about outrunning people or whatever. It's just, it's, it's about that, 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 that tactically, or, you know, that whatever thing he needs to kind of like get past just one person where he can kind of mix it up a little bit. Uh, I, you know, he needs to add those elasticos to his game, right? He doesn't really, uh, he doesn't have too much flash. He doesn't. So he, basically he doesn't need to like, um, out uh, outrun anybody anymore or maybe he doesn't need to use the physicality but uh i hope he gets there because it's always fun to see yeah absolutely and you know they don't they don't have a lot of time to, to dwell over this game i mean they they know the rut they're in without the fans saying like oh why why even go to these games fire fire peter for i mean what stop just <laughs> just stop exactly um you know don't ever go on mls reddit because that's just like the most toxic place in the world I agree. Yeah, I've uh, I I posted something once. Once did you? That's the last time I do that. They just they just came at you. Yeah, dude. (laughs) Well, we got a home stretch coming up, man. We got we got three home games. We got Vancouver. Then you got Seattle coming to town. Then you got a midweek LA Galaxy game. And none of these games are going to be a walk in the park by any means. some 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 things to note though. Something real quick before we move on. Seth Sinovic just had his 200th MLS start. Thought that was pretty cool. Impressive. Uh, yeah. Damn. You, again, you don't realize how old these men are, but they've been around a long time. I'm, I mean, they've been playing since they were young, but yeah, uh, uh, impressive. They've played some games, man. And you you guys had Seth on your show a little bit too. That was uh, that was a pretty cool interview you guys had with Seth. Yeah, that was uh, awesome. Um, yeah, they uh, yeah they were talking about their clothing brand that he has with uh, with uh, yeah. uh, Matt Beasler and uh, yeah. So Seth, yeah, he has two hundred uh, games in MLS, but he's also a fashionista. Okay, so yeah, everybody better get ready for that. <laughs> people people are always giving Seth shit for his haircut. <laughs> They're like, "Will you get a haircut, man?" <laughs> <laughs> well, it was cool when um, in, in Dallas. Um, when I was at that game, his whole family was there too. I think he's from Texas, uh, and his—if I'm not mistaken—I don't know where. Oh, maybe his some family. They, they were literally like, uh, uh, yeah, he had family I, down there. 
I, I, there must have been about 15 people with Sinovic jerseys on. And I'm like, there's no way he has this kind of fan base. There's no way he has this fan base. So I'm like, oh, it's probably his fan base. <laughs> or maybe he he's, does. Uh, I yeah, man. He was born in KC Mo, but I know he's got, uh, I think he's got a sister in, uh, in, in the news. I think she's like a news anchor. Okay. Um, but I think they all, I think he also has family down in Texas and they all went, uh, they all went down there. So that's pretty cool. Amen. Well, shit, I'll tell you the, uh, moving on Vancouver Whitecaps come to town this Saturday at, uh, seven 30. And what, what do you, What's your first take on Vancouver, man? Because they're never they're never in my mouth when I'm talking about good teams. I've never shouted out Vancouver's name, and now I mean they're new head coach, new team in general, kind of kind of has them on the up and up. Uh, well, Freddie Montero being there is definitely uh, exciting, and he's like really the only to me, uh, you know. And I, I think I've only seen one game uh, for Vancouver this season. Um, he really seems like the only real, real threat. Um, but I mean, in my mind, Sporting Kansas City should win this game. Uh, I don't, I, I don't see. I mean, they Vancouver won their game last week, um, but I think they only won one nothing against Portland. So mm-hmm. um, that's not saying much. Yeah, they they they're not scoring a whole bunch. Uh, you know, I, I in my mind, I just I don't know who is going to do it for SKC. Um, uh, you know, I hope it, <laughs> you would think the again, like I said, like Christian Nemeth or Johnny Russell, Danny Shallowy, somebody should uh, be able to do something. Uh, but that really hasn't been uh, really been the case. I, and also, um, what, I, maybe a question for you: What is your uh, opinion on two people, Kellen Rowe and uh, Gideon Zalalem? Uh, with Gideon. What is what is the expectation from him? Especially, he's coming from well, Arsenal, right? Shouldn't he be better than this? Or That's shouldn't right. He, should, shouldn't he have earned uh, some better minutes or uh, anything along those lines? What, what do you expect out of him? See, that's what I wonder. I, I wonder if Peter's not seeing something in training where he's just like, "This isn't going to work out." Because, and that's what everyone said when Benny came back. They're like, "Well." that must mean Peter sees something in Zalalem that he doesn't like, and he'll probably be gone in August or some shit. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, we've yet to hear anything about it, but you would think that dude would be damn good. Um, but yeah. on to Kellen Rowe, that, that's, a, that, that's a hard worker, dude. Kellen Rowe is like, I don't want to say he's the Rudy of the team, but the <laughs> dude... He works hard. If you just focus on him for a little bit in the game, I mean, he's making runs. He's doing everything he can to maximize his opportunity in there. And that's what Peter likes to see. And, and that's that's what will get him on the field. Yeah, I like seeing him play. And uh, and I loved um, in, in that the game against New England Revolution, that insane game. What was it? Was that 4-4? Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was 4-4. <laughs> so that game, uh, watching his post-game interview, Kellen Rowe, desperately desperately wanted to win that game and he did not he wanted to beat his old team so badly uh and the fact that it, it the game ended 4-4 it, it felt i mean it felt like a loss to a lot of people right when when they didn't uh, they played with they had 100%. Nine, right at the end um but you can yeah you can see that there's already an emotional investment from the guy to uh towards sporting kansas city so that's uh 
cool to see. So, I, and with Zalalem, I, I feel like it's, it, he's in a, the same position that Keaton Parks is in with NYCFC. Keaton Parks came from, he's, he's American, went from, he was from um, Frisco, Texas, went to uh, play in Portugal, and he was playing for Benfica in, the, in their, B, uh, their B team and doing pretty well. But you would think he's, he's leaving Portugal uh, from a big club to go play in MLS. You would think he's just going to go in and, and, and get, get all the minutes. But the dude can't get minutes. I, I, so it, it kind of says a little bit about the quality of MLS where just because you went, uh, you know, you were playing on a big, big club somewhere doesn't mean that you're good enough uh, to play in this league. So it's, it's saying a lot. That's a good point, man. Yeah, I mean, MLS has come a long way. We, we all see that. And uh, yeah, just because you're, you know, Mr. Badass overseas doesn't mean you can cut it in this squad here. So that's, uh, that's a good point. But I think, you know, I, I could agree with you and thinking SKC should win this game this weekend. And I think we might get Beasler back. I mean, he had a hamstring issue. They said it was like, what, two to four weeks, I think, something like that. And uh, should be coming up on three or four weeks. So I, he was questionable last week, but Peter kept him out. So, I mean, he might be he might be greenlit for Sunday or Saturday, and that might be the, you know, the game changer. Yeah, I don't know. What, what's the issue with um, Espinoza? Uh, I, I haven't heard of Oh, yeah. Like a knee thing, a, a PCL? I don't know what that was, but he's out for like four months or something. Oh, yeah, PCL. I think that's what Victor Cruz had from the Giants. I think that's, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Uh, that's why he hurt. Uh, okay, yeah, so that's... So, Roger Spinoza, to me, is like, that's the dude you need to replace because that dude is a workhorse. That dude is insane. It, it goes tough. He can score goals. He has a cannon for a, a leg. So that's kind of like that fulcrum of a, of a guy that, that you kind of, uh, where that's true, man. I think that's what needs to be replaced before uh, another striker. I agree. Um, I, I, we'll get Roger back and and things will change so drastically. I mean, the dude, (laughs) you know, they call him red card Roger for a reason. I mean, he's very aggressive. Uh, he goes after everything and takes the most, ridiculous outside the box shots and maybe they you know maybe they soar 20 yards in the air maybe they don't i don't know sure. yeah so maybe but, some uh, people at children's uh mercy park get injured from a couple of balls but you know what it's worth it yeah that's we just call that a saturday night that just that happens all the time <laughs> who knows where i got this concussion <laughs> hey, from i was drunk the entire evening <laughs> oh man i'm sure you saw that shit right people were fired up <laughs> Yes, uh, with with uh, Kaku. Uh, yeah, I mean it's uh, it, whatever. It's ridiculous, and good thing he got the punishment he deserved. Uh, clearly, oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> Nobody That's had true. an issue yeah. with that. Two games, us. Not at all. Yeah. Uh, so shit, man. There's not. I don't know. I, I don't want to get too much into Vancouver because they're not. They're not great. But hell, they're they're ranked higher than we are right now. So what's that say? Um, but being at home here, I mean, I think you got to take advantage of this and, uh, come away with all three points. Cause it's been a while since we know what that feels like. I mean, dude, last game at home, people were leaving with like 20 minutes left on the clock. And I was like, I don't remember the last time we saw that probably when we played Manchester city in the summer of 2014, <laughs> people started leaving cause we were losing by like six. Oh, <laughs> um, that's insane. Yeah. Look, it's when you think of, uh, especially children's mercy park and you think of what, uh, 
what it looks like. You know, I I haven't been to a game there, and I'm I'm dying to go. Uh, and it is, yeah, you're not used to having these like these these stretches of just like a poor play uh, from the team. But I mean, look, it, it's like winning solves everything, right? That that's always how it is. The team wins a whole bunch of games. That, uh, they'll be fine. So I I I'm confident in that you know j- just a couple players come back and I think they'll do fine. I mean you don't know exactly who they're going to sign in the summer so uh, they there's especially with the injuries that might propel uh the club to like make a bigger move than they really wanted to. Uh so who knows. Hey everybody, if you thought I knew what the fuck I was doing with uh this podcast, you are you are mistaken. Uh <laughs> But thank you for coming back and sticking with us here. I only had to record this three times, and I got to now try to patch it all together. But that's why we're recording on a Monday, Christian, so I have a day to fuck with it before we release it on Wednesday. <laughs> uh, sweet, uh, yeah, I guess. And th- this is where we see the, you know, the 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 weak uh, the weak link when it comes to Jimmy being missing, right? So, the, oh, the, yeah, clearly, he handled. He was the tech support of uh, of no other pod. Uh, yeah, uh, you you know you you can uh, old Kuz is looking a little flustered, a little flustered man, a little sweat on the brow here. And I got uh, <laughs> <laughs> I texted him today, and I was like, you know, I never knew how much I needed you. And he's like, that's the weirdest thing you've ever said. And I'm like, surely not, <laughs> surely that's not the weirdest. <laughs> sure, man. Hey, you don't know what you got till it's gone all the way in Ireland. Uh, it's so true. So- <laughs> and I was texting him and I'm like, you know, folks, I, I just want you all to know that I, I got on here and I recorded on my Los Angeles vacation. I'm just going to let you know. Uh, yeah. Ireland, hey. Ireland's not that much further. <laughs> okay. Uh, I mean, it's, uh, there's nothing to do out there anyway. It's just, uh, it's just windy and we're always yeah. raining. So, I mean, he, just, he's definitely indoors and near an internet connection. So no excuse. Yeah. Probably just drinking beer and and hanging out with goats. I imagine there's a lot of goats in Ireland. Uh, that's right. Uh, you know, you know what? Uh, that's how it is. Uh, yeah. Uh, it. it you know, this is the. I, I actually love Ireland. I've been there. Uh, I've been there once. I spent some time in Dublin. Uh, nice. And it's super fun. If you've never been there, you should definitely go. Um, but the 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 real issue is um the weather. So they they call it's it's very it's not raining. And it doesn't rain, and it doesn't. Uh, it's not drizzle either, right? It's like they call it spitting. That's what they call it when there's it, there's just moisture in the air all the time, and it just it makes you slightly uncomfortable. Where it's yeah. not enough to be like I'm moving, right? It's just enough to be like, <laughs> all right, I'll deal with it. But it's like he's really getting to me, and it's and it's why the Irish are so drunk because they can't stand the weather in their country that makes sense well while while i'm struggling with the podcast i hope he's enjoying his fucking groupon getaway all right (laughs) (laughs) all right now now we know about jimmy's budget that's great yeah hey he said it's a big deal he's like hey man we went to costa rica off this shit i was like what groupon does that because normally groupon like puts things on there and then you know you got to use it soon because that place is going to close soon you know what I mean? They're gonna oh, go sure. out of business. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is their this is their last uh, you know ditch effort to to, to, yeah. to try to avoid bankruptcy. So I'm like, is he coming back from Ireland? Like, will the flight still be good? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, I've actually also heard um, Costco 
does vacations. Costco has Dude. like a travel agency. I didn't know yep. about that. I heard about that recently, and apparently they offer very good deals as well. Look, what a what a well-rounded show this is turning out to be. This is a well-rounded show. I don't know what we're even talking about anymore. <laughs> <laughs> we left off. I believe Christian said we're going to be fine, and maybe we sign someone in the summer. Maybe we don't. But uh, I guess we'll get back to soccer stuff since that's why you're all yeah. listening. What the fuck kind of tangent was that about? <laughs> Now you got me thinking about Costco and I'm like, dude, they do have a Disney, they have like Disney vacations. I, we're looking to do that later this fall. <laughs> this, is, this podcast is turning out to be much more helpful than anyone expected. Oh, dude, at least four people are getting on Groupon right now. Like, does this motherfucker know what he's talking sure. about? And maybe those four, <laughs> maybe those four people are on the sporting Kansas City bench. Um, very there lucky. you go. Make sure you enter uh, no other pod for a coupon code that will get you nothing. <laughs> it will get you nothing. Uh, but, uh, well, shit, man, uh, we should probably transition away from sporting and, uh, maybe a little bit into, into the league. And I, I know you got some Zlatan thoughts, man. I know you do since he just played NYC. Yeah, that's right. Uh, yes. NYCFC just, uh, one, uh, two nil, which, uh, I was excited to see, uh, especially after the, the poor start NYCFC had, they couldn't get any wins, uh, a lot of, a lot of draws, but. Yes, Zlatan. What what did he do? He choked Sean Johnson. <laughs> we all saw it. It was all. It's all. It was caught on film. Yellow uh, card. <laughs> yellow card. Hey, walk it off, boys. Nothing to see here. <laughs> you you and Kaku just hang out. Nobody did anything wrong. Uh, there you go. So, Have a drink. <laughs> <laughs> um, no. So yeah, if, I, I guess if people didn't see it, uh, LA Galaxy uh, hosted NYCFC. NYCFC wins 2-0. Two, two there was, a, a, a at one point, um, a great chance for Zlatan Ibrahimovic, and he hits the crossbar. And then I think Chris Pontius also hits a, the, the crossbar or hits the ball over the bar. But he Zlatan falls. Um, you know, everybody's going for the ball, and there's, there's clearly contact. And it's a, you know, it's a contact sport. And then uh, Sean Johnson uh, chest bumps Zlatan. Which he shouldn't have done, right? But you know, it is what it is. It was getting a little uh, feisty uh, towards the end of the game there, and then uh, and then Zlatan clearly puts a hand to the throat of Sean Johnson, and and you see you don't really see a squeeze like an intense squeeze, but you see the you see the digits kind of moving a little bit, and uh, and then Sean Johnson goes down. So does uh, so does Zlatan. And I, I think at first it looked, um, I don't know, it looked we, it looked weird. It, it looked like something they were both of them were kind of playing up, uh, whatever contact there was. But when you see the video at a at a particular angle, uh, it's clear uh, Zlatan. I mean, probably got away with something there. Uh, he did put his hands to the throat, and it looked like he gave a, 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 a at least somewhat of a squeeze. Hard to tell. Uh, Man, but, but yeah, only got the yellow. Dude's a clown. Dude's a clown. And I, I want to know if you're Sean Johnson, why are you chest bumping him in the first place? You know he'll murder you, right? Zlatan <laughs> will kill you. He's a, he's a literal black belt in Taekwondo. He's a he yeah. is a monster. Um, but I, I think it. I don't know. There's you know Zlatan. Every game Zlatan plays, he he has a target on his back. People are gonna kind of go after him a little bit, but. We also know that he also like riles people up, right? He he, 
he has said, you know, uh, basically it makes me feel alive when, when, when I'm angry. And so he's yeah clearly talking shit to people. And, you know, we don't know exactly what's going on throughout the game that leads up to a moment like that. But, uh, you know, there was a, 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 a lot of um, uh, Maxime Cheneau and Zlatan, who, you know, Cheneau was for the majority of the time was marking him. They were getting into things and you can see them talking to each other. And I don't know what the connection between Luxembourg and Sweden is, but part of me was just like, man, there must be some. I don't, was there like a war that we don't know about that they're they're they're, they're, <laughs> they're both playing with a little bit of a chip on their shoulder? I don't know what's going on, but um, so I I think yeah, especially with goalkeeper goalkeepers t- tend to have they almost have to be the toughest people on the pitch, right? They they're 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 like the the first in line. They're not necessarily all captains, but they're you know they're generally the largest people. Uh, Mm-hmm. Then, then they can it, use then, their hands. They can, well, yeah, exactly. With that, they're, they're larger than everyone else uh, in uniform. So uh, I, I think Sean Johnson was a, was doing a little, you know, maybe a little bit of the the showmanship of of Zlatan and being like, "I'm not afraid of you," kind of thing. Uh, didn't need to chest bump him, but you know, again, who knows what was going on throughout the game? Because there's no way Zlatan didn't say something wildly disrespectful. To either Sean Johnson or to uh, one of the, the the center backs for NYCFC. Oh, hundred percent. And he's, you know, Mother's Day weekend. He probably said something about his mom or something. You know, <laughs> I'm not. I would not be surprised. I mean, there there was uh, the there's the video, and uh, this stuff doesn't. It's weird because it doesn't get publicized much, be, just because it's MLS and and maybe because it's Latin as well, but. The game against Houston, LA Galaxy against Houston, there was a uh, he got into a, a tiff with um, AJ De La Garza, mm-hmm. and he started. I don't know if I. I mean, I'm going to say the word. Maybe you can just bleep it out. I don't know what you can or cannot say on this show. Oh, but, we say it all, uh, bro. Zlatan, <laughs> Zlatan, he called AJ De La Garza a pussy like six times. Oh, we can't say that to his face. <laughs> <laughs> so bleep that out if you need to, uh, but. He he said it. Uh, he said it like four. I mean, it was like four or five times. He just kept calling him over and over, and the audio you it caught it. You you hear it very very clearly. So, look, of course, Zlatan is going to be the first to get into things with players. I remember last year when um, uh, the dude from Montreal, I forgot his name, uh, that stepped on him and he slapped him across the head. So the dude has a short temper, and 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 he's an agitator. So clearly, uh, uh, he's going to get into a lot of these things throughout the season. And the more he he kind of keep build, building up this rap sheet, it's going to just be it's it's not going to stop. It's a little rough, man. You can kind of see he's just kind of thriving off it. I mean, he's in, he's in the news, he's in the media, so he he probably loves that shit. Uh, bad press is good press, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh, look, Zlatan is, you know, they, they know why they brought him here. Uh, and he's doing what, you know, to some degree, he's doing what he's supposed to do. Yeah. Uh, just uh, attract uh, uh, an incredible amount of attention. He's not doing it the right way. Um, but I, like, like you said, all, all, all press is good press. Well, I don't think anyone likes seeing both LA squads at the, uh, top of the Western conference rankings. So Hopefully something changes over there, but I got to tell you, man, uh, moving from one conference to the other, 
Atlanta's kind of on a bit of a tear these past, uh, well, past seven days, really, starting with their game against Sporting. I mean, they've got, what, nine points in three games, and they they played weekend, midweek, weekend, and all of a sudden, they're back in the playoff contention. And, you know, Atlanta supporters now get to go renew their season tickets again that they were going to cancel two weeks ago because the sky was falling. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I look the the good thing about this early in the season is that same you know NYCFC had the same thing they they had six what six or seven points in in like eight games or something like that so mm-hmm. uh, and now they're sitting in fourth place so uh, a, a a decent run uh, same thing with Sporting Kansas City they they're not really that far back they win two games. Uh, they're already sitting, uh, you know, they're already doing okay, uh, you know, and they, they would what be in, that would be, they would be in sixth place uh, yeah. if they win their next two games and, and you know, and the other teams lose. So uh, it's, um, uh, I don't know, Atlanta, they, they um, I was more concerned about them uh, given how poor they did look in the beginning because uh, you you hear about uh, Frank DeBoer's, uh, you know, track record and, and his time at, um, uh, uh, Crystal Palace and, uh, at Inter and how he hadn't, he hadn't won a game in, in like three years or something like that. So you, you, and you also hear about, he, he changed the culture of the team very quickly when he brought in his staff, they, they, they brought the very much like, uh, uh, you know, if you're, if you're on time, you're, you, you, that means you're five minutes late. He's like one of those type of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that, you know, a lot of these South American dudes are like, and they had their Argentinian coach and all of a sudden this like dude, you know, he's just like the, the strict stepdad that comes in here with all the rules. Uh, it, it could be a little jarring. And I think it's, it, it, it was, you know, it, it's more difficult for a, a, a Piti Martinez to adjust to the country to a new club, to a new city, uh, given that his coach is not, he can't, they don't speak the same language, uh, you know, so one of the high, high, like marquee players who has a huge expectation, and he was also playing in, in terribly the first, uh, the first like eight or nine games, so uh, th- there was a lot of pressure, but you, uh, I, I was happy that, I'm, I'm happy they're at least like, the, the, the LN United should be a competitive team, and they should play well because uh, going to games there and seeing them play well uh, does is, is good for the entire league. Yeah, hundred percent, man. I mean, we can, uh, you know, we, we rag on them a lot, and and the the fans some 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 of their fans get a little overboard. But it's uh, you're absolutely right. It's it's great no, for the league. Daniel, not not even one fan goes overboard. Not oh, a you one. know, <laughs> 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 but it's uh, you know, we 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 all know. Uh, Jay Riddle, I know he knows Jimmy pretty well, and uh, you guys know him a lot too. So, but they're uh, they're good people over there. But it is good for the league seeing that stadium packed the way it is. Um, yeah, the look, I, I think the, the the this rush of uh, you know uh, all these new soccer fans that also uh, like also have their, their new soccer fans. So sometimes some, a lot of them are new to the sport, uh-huh. uh, but they're also like. Um, uh, uh, like it, it, it can make it, it's jarring to everyone else, right? Because it's like I, I, I was talking about this on our show about how, like, you know, w- you know, we were at um, uh, New England watching a game there against Minnesota United and hanging out with the Midnight Riders, that, that supporters group, 
Uh, and you hear about, you know, uh, you know, it's it's great being in Atlanta and hanging out with all of them, Footy Mob and and uh, uh, Terminus Legion and, uh, and Faction, and all that, and and they have the, the culture there is insane. But when you go to New England, you go to the, a New England Revolution game, you see how few people are there and how uh, how difficult it is. Imagine being a supporter of a team like that, right? And then with all the struggles and then, you know, a, a, new, a bunch of new – I mean, it's like – and then thousands of new people are on Twitter all of a sudden talking shit and being mean uh so it can be like you know and they also have a good team and they so they can also like kind of back it up so it can be like a little bit uh frustrating but there is this balance at some point atlanta united they might be they might have a rough year they might have a really bad season the good thing about mls is that we can all kind of have bad seasons but the playoffs are where we that's where we award uh, the winner and and who we're like the most proud of and who the, we're the most happy with uh, because the, the the standing especially with now with seven playoff spots there's going to be more people in the playoffs than are not in the playoffs so it, it's really anyone's game so it's like we can get lost in in uh, us having uh, uh, you know it, the royal us right and our team having a bad stretch but honestly dude if you can get to the seventh spot. There's only it, it's not even two legs anymore. It's just one game. You can all you got to do is get in the damn playoffs, and you can win the whole thing. Yeah, it's crazy, man. I mean, who gives a shit about the regular season? <laughs> because LAFC is going to lock down that top spot over in our conference. I mean, so we're just we're just thinking like, let's just get seventh place and and go on a little run here. You don't got to get yeah. first. You just got to squeeze in because oftentimes those are the teams that end up winning anyways. The ones that squeezed in. Sure. Yeah. We saw, yeah, with uh, Seattle that year, they just like, no one really expected uh, yep. much out of them. Portland's uh, year but, when they beat us, the whole double post thing, Portland went all the way. Sure. Yeah. Uh, Abdul Salam, uh, who played for NYCFC. What a legend uh, for, for Portland fans, mainly. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> now he's playing with Seattle now, isn't he? He is. Yeah. I, I don't know if he was... Um, it was weird because he was with NYCFC and then yeah. he went to C- Seattle. Um, but I didn't know if um, he was on like their their second team or uh, or signed with them. I don't know. So he has, he I don't believe he's gotten any minutes yet with the first team. If I'm not mistaken, uh, but the dude's I good. I saw him out there somewhere. Suit. Maybe it was just uh, training or something. I don't know what I saw. Maybe I'm not sure. I haven't. Uh, yeah. Okay. Maybe. Hopefully he does well. Well, you know, the uh, you kind of hit on the refs. I got to tell you, dude, I, I lost my shit when that inflatable tunnel fell on your guys' asses. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> dude, that yeah, was folks, insane. <laughs> if you guys get a chance, I uh, oh, did you post the video or was it just on like a 24-hour feed? No, it was, uh, it's on uh, our Instagram. At oh, Soccer my Blue. God. You can see it there. Uh, go yeah, so go it, check this out. I wish it would have fallen we... on Alexis. <laughs> it, dude, I was... <laughs> genuinely super scared because it, it really came yeah. down so fast i i've never seen something <laughs> inflatable deflate so fast i mean it was really incredible um it's like some indiana jones it, shit it, it's weird it's this is about the uh, weird experience about being at gillette stadium for a soccer game it it, it does kind of feel like this ghost town and and clearly yeah there are not a lot of people there but the thing that stood out to me 
wasn't the fact that there was a, like a lack of, you know, audience. It, it was the energy from everyone who worked at Gillette Stadium. Like they, it, it really felt like, oh boy, got to come into work today. Oh no, <laughs> to go see another loss. And But they won, they actually won that game. But you, and the, even the win, even the win felt like they were like, well, don't get used to this because it's not going to be like this next week. You know what I mean? <laughs> so just uh, look, and I, they had, they, I don't know if you saw this already, but they fired, they've obviously fired Brad Friedel last week, but they fired their GM uh, yes. just today. Uh, so that is good. They need, they just need new people there that uh, just to lift the company morale because things are bad out in Gillette Stadium. They, I mean, I, literally. So the, the reason we walked through that thing, which is crazy already, like we didn't have to walk through that inflatable tunnel. The, the players walked out of that tunnel and then we're, all of a sudden we're walking out of the tunnel. Like that's how much nobody cares about what's going on with the New England Revolution. They're like, oh, these two comics, let them walk through this tunnel that's about to collapse. Uh, yep, take them out. <laughs> we don't care what happens to, uh, to them, to us. Uh, so, well, yeah, but it was, uh, we did have a good time there, man. It was even, the, it was good to see, because uh, uh, we were hanging out at the tailgate before the game, and then, I, and how everybody was talking about how dire the situation is, and like, why do we have to play in the stadium? And we were supposed to get a soccer stadium in Boston, and all these other things about how bad the team is. But I give so much respect to the, the especially those Midnight Riders, man, because it, it is not easy to support a bad team and they go every single week, man. These people are loyal. So I, like, I have a, a you know, a, ever since I've been even doing soccer stuff, I'm like, I have this incredible and newfound respect for these. Yeah, it's easy to, to, to support a good team. But when your team is doing poorly, that is, uh, it takes yeah. a lot. It takes a lot of emotional effort to get up and go and plan events and do tailgates when the team, when you, when you, don't even think they're going to win, which is insane. But that's a lot of teams struggle with that. Yeah, you kind of see who your real kind of see who your real friends are. You know what I mean? When you're down and you just need someone more than ever, it's the ones who stick around that are the true fans. And uh, you know, Cleveland Brown fans, man, those guys are diehard as hell. Of course, of course. Yeah, I mean, look, uh, it's difficult, and 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 maybe we realize why Robert Kraft has to go get Robin Tugs because it, the New England Revolution season <laughs> is just too taxing on him. And he needs, he needs to get his mood. Uh, he's a little know, release. <laughs> a little challenging. <laughs> I've never thought about it that way. <laughs> hey, let me ask you one thing right here. Uh, what do you know about a young kid named Jean-Luc Abuzio? I, I know a lot. I know he's currently uh, playing in the, what, U-20 World Cup? If I'm not mistaken. U-17. You're at the uh, CONCACAF championships right now. Okay. Uh, I Yeah. I We call him Lil Baby Buzio on our show. Uh, he is uh, Dude, he's great. crushing it. He's crushing it. Uh, I mean, it, it it sucks that he's not there now, right? You know, another another scoring option. Uh, I love well, seeing you know, him. And- Peter was, was asked gonna, about that, yeah. and he's like, you know, I have every, I have every option to bring him back, but why would I do that? Why would I ruin his development when this is the first time he actually gets to play with kids his own age? <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, don't take him out of the sandbox. He's having a good time. So. He's having fun. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I love seeing uh, his uh, the the videos, especially with his mom after after games, and it, it's it's wild because he is so young. 
and and seeing uh you know it's it's crazy just like three four years ago it's just like you know a proud mom taking him to soccer practice and now it's just like you know he's a professional soccer player with a big responsibility and and uh, he has a head coach that expects a lot out of him and he's he's stepping up to the plate it really says a lot about him dude's killing it man and they uh you know i think he'll play when the u17s play again on tuesday maybe oh yeah so it will have already happened by the time you people are hearing this and maybe they're in the finals maybe they aren't we won't know but uh the dude scored like five goals in four games out there, man. He's he's killing it. And I'm like, maybe we need to put him at forward a little bit, uh, give Namath a little break. Maybe. He th- he does seem a little small for like, you know, I, I, I can, I would, oh, not even small. I want to say small, but definitely, he, he's definitely not grown into his body yet, right? Like, he's nah, not fully yeah, grown he's no Namath. So, uh, I, but even, even like a, you know, a, a Jovinko or even, uh, you know, we're uh, even with NYCFC like Maxi Morales. He's, they're definitely small players, but they can sort of hold their own uh, uh, amongst these uh, bigger guys. And uh, uh, Gianluca Buzio is like he's not particularly short, so he's not, but he is kind of his why a little bit of a wiry frame. So I think he's going to grow into uh, his body a little bit. I'm actually a little surprised, uh, even though. He is not the best striker ever, <laughs> but, but Kyrie Shelton, when it comes to just a hold-up guy, last year he did pretty well. Um, I don't know if there was an issue. I mean, I, I look, I don't know if Vermees really wanted him there or not, but that kind of player right now, just somebody that can kind of, you know, hold up the ball and just be fairly strong would be a good backup, at least for Christian Nemeth. Yeah, and I think uh, yeah, Kyrie wanted to go try his luck overseas, and and that's what he's doing. So yeah. But uh, uh, last last little tidbit, we'll we'll wrap this thing up here. Uh, Pluto TV struck a deal with MLS today. Um, what do you know about Pluto TV? I'm not. I, I don't know much about that. I know probably less than you, but I do know that there. It, it's um. I've seen ads for it uh, around New York. I think somewhere uh, it, it's just like a free online tv platform uh is it free i believe it's free uh if i'm not mistaken okay i think i have it on my vizio smart tv but i don't you know i have other services i used to watch it i don't ever play it but i think guys you can go watch mls content on there like their uh specials and kalen cars the movement a whole bunch of shit yeah, the the it, it, uh, for me usually a lot of because there's it, it, it like Plu, the name Pluto TV. It's like it just sounds like a uh, like a website where you can watch like illegal streams of of soccer games. You of know, porn, just, right? Oh, porn. soccer games. Sorry, porn, but I mean both. I mean, <laughs> you know, yeah. Sorry, you have multiple tabs. Uh, you can get both in there, but of course. Um, yeah, I don't know what it's necessarily going to mean. I don't. I, there's no one I know that's like. Hey, make sure you tune into this on Pluto TV. Uh, I've never watched it. Uh, look, as far as more people getting the opportunity to see Major League Soccer, that's great. Uh, I think the, the 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 real move needs to be, um, uh, and I, I remember talking to Max Bredos about this um, uh, of ESPN. Uh, yeah, he's still at ESPN, and he does, he's the announcer for LAFC um, about the struggles that he had with getting soccer coverage on ESPN and just like 
he work he works there and he's like he tells his producers like hey i want to talk about this soccer game and the producers just tell them no or that's like no nobody's going to like that nobody's going to be interested in that and that hurdle of that's crazy. normalizing mls is so difficult cuz it's not even it's like people they just don't want to give it a chance if they don't really understand it maybe it might be like generational and the 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 people who make the decisions over what content makes it on these sports shows either don't know about soccer they don't care about it and if they're if they're not particularly forced to cover it um they they won't really do it uh it, it's i mean it's it's the challenge that the sport faces uh and and uh, little by little things are changing so even this kind of a move is helpful because it's going to get somebody who did who maybe was not aware of american soccer to kind of be more just mindful of it and or they might come across it who knows but the as far as the entertainment value that the league offers and then american soccer offers even you know us open cup games on espn plus is huge just to be able to just see any of those games uh in one place and 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 it is just simplifying it is huge so who cares put it on pluto tv put it on neptune tv for all i care it's fine it's <laughs> more more soccer available to people the better goddamn astronomy lesson over here <laughs> the <laughs> well pluto pluto's not a planet well, anymore i believe oh man well, I I think they got it back in. I think there was a <laughs> this was the some kind of change dot org. This was the marketing move they needed. They needed Pluto TV. Hundred uh, percent, man. What the? I don't I don't have much else lined up, man. What uh, you got? Anything else you think we need to touch on? I don't think so. I mean, we cover a lot. Uh, I I know you you had mentioned the show is normally like uh, about forty five minutes, and we definitely I mean broken through that. I think. Yeah, we've definitely hit the hour here uh, in two different recordings because I don't know what I'm doing. Did I say that already? Uh, <laughs> well, I think you did a great job. I had a, I had a lot of fun. Oh, dude, I appreciate you uh, spending your evening with me, man. This has been a blast. And uh, next week, I got to do this again. Maybe I'll I'll maybe I'll hit up Bobby Warshaw or something. Maybe he wants to come on. Oh, sure. Uh, Probably maybe not. We get, get we trash we trash Bobby Bobby's takes. <laughs> You know, well, Bobby, so it was uh, our, we had our, our birthday party last week and Bobby Warshaw came to my birthday party. Oh, wow. I couldn't believe it. Uh, I was like, hey, Bobby, you're like, you're just amongst out here with regular people. Didn't know <laughs> you could do that. <laughs> you're out here with the common folk. What are you, what are you doing there? <laughs> uh, but he was great. I'm actually, I'm actually reading Bobby Warshaw's book right now. His, yeah. Uh, his autobiography. Uh, and it's, and it's pretty interesting. He's a, uh, he's a very strange and intense soccer player uh and you can you can sort of tell by reading his book that he was born to do nothing else but play soccer and think and talk about soccer so he, he's where he's supposed to be that's crazy that's crazy but we'll uh i'll have to figure something out for next week maybe oh hey next week's a seattle game maybe we'll get our good friend kale parker on here or something oh that'd be great she'd be awesome yeah that'd be fun uh hey did she move back out to seattle then she did. She left uh, so. Chicago. Uh, yeah, she did. She yeah. Everybody's evacuating. I don't know. I guess <laughs> you guys left, uh, and so did she. But Gosh, I believe no more. She is, no more uh, cool people in, there. I know. Pretty much done. Uh, just cut, cut. Yes, erase it off of the map. We're done with it. <laughs> 
Well, shit, man. Let the tell our people where they can uh, where they can find your stuff. Uh, you can listen to our podcast. Uh, we put out an episode every Wednesday and occasionally Fridays. Uh, but you, but definitely every single Wednesday. Soccercooligans.com. Uh, it's on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts, and yeah, at Soccer Cooligans on all social media. We are stand-up comedians in New York City, uh, and we love soccer. And that's why I know so much about Sporting Kansas City, even though I am not a fan of the team. So it all, I hope I, hopefully I've earned your soccer trust, and then hopefully I can earn your comedy trust. Uh, So, you know, two (laughs) two hurdles for for me, but, uh, but we're having a good time doing it. There you go, man. Well, and as always, you guys know, you can get us at, uh, at no other pod on Twitter. Uh, even got a Facebook. We occasionally update facebook.com slash no other pod. Uh, I'm at Dan Couser on Twitter. And, uh, oh, you can even send us an email, no other pod at gmail.com if you have any questions and, uh, or just fun feedback or want to send us free scarves like our best fans do, you know. Uh, <laughs> I didn't even tell you that, man. We got a couple guys sent us some free shit. I was like, what did we do to deserve this? And they're like, thanks for putting on a great podcast. I was like, what? That's very kind of you. Yeah, I, well, like a kind of them. Uh, you you also sent me, uh, you gave me a Sporting Kansas City scarf. I did. Uh, when when we met in Chicago for the first time, I believe, at, I think at the All-Star game. Yeah, uh, man. So I always, uh, I, I, make, I made sure I packed that with me when I moved. So, uh, and it is, uh, it is currently sitting in my scarf box in storage and i have to get it out soon okay the the old black mold scarf box all right <laughs> <laughs> that's right the poisonous scarf box uh, gross. <laughs> it is labeled that <laughs> <laughs> well cool man well guys thank you so much for tuning in and uh bearing with the technical issues for a little bit but uh i'm dan Kuzer, and that is christian polanco from the cooligans and we'll see you guys next week bye-bye peace